What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode one of the Ancona and Scoy show. It's uh, Monday the 12th? Yeah. 14th, something like that. After 14th. Yeah, 14th after the Eagles just beat the Saints yesterday. Yeah. So what our show is about is uh, basically just a sports show, but not like every other one. We're just like more relaxed, like off the cuff, just talk about what we want. We're based out of like South Jersey, so we are Philly sports fans, but we're going to cover everything. That's like, um, you know, boxing, all the other games, like pay-per-view fights, everything to do with that. Just like every sports in general, um, all the trade rumors, anything big news, basically in sports is what we'll talk about. So today we got the hardened trade rumors and apparently it came out today that he still wants out with the accusations of John Wall. But yet then we just seen on he's, ESPN, he's still, at practice he's still practicing. So that that tells me right there personally that it's it's smokescreen show really either hardened or not hardened Houston's you know going to try to get the most that they can get for him so they're going to act like he's not disgruntled yeah and make it like he's at practice everything's good but because they want to keep his value high but in general the more he holds out the yeah. less they're going to get for him well the rumors are out there that they want a young talent. In return for him back so you're figuring they're, they're wanting like a Tyler Hero or they're wanting a Ben Simmons or they're wanting but then the rumor today was that they want Ben Simmons and three first-round picks and I saw this morning that Maury was not willing to do that yeah I don't I don't think Maury wants to give up from my understanding too when Doc Rivers came in and took the job Doc Rivers made it known he wants to coach Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid he mm -hmm. wants to see what he can you know make with these two I mean it's two generational type talents and so far, they haven't been able to click. Yeah, and like you said, it literally says right now, Harden still wants to trade, even though they just added John Wall. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Wall's good either way because him and Boogie have been wanting to play together since, what, Kentucky days. Yeah. So I think I think Wall's going to be fine. I don't think he'll be a problem, but I can't see how that could work. If Harden and Westbrook couldn't work, then how can someone like John Wall and Harden work when he's so ball-dominant? Yeah, I don't even think Kyrie and KD will work, honestly. I could see them two clashing. I think they both need to be the me guy. They need to be the main one. And then if you add a Harden to that, I think it would be even, even worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think Brooklyn's going to ever give up um, a Harden or a Kevin Durant. And I don't think Houston's ever going to give up a James Harden without getting a Harden or a Kevin yeah. Durant. Because I think Brooklyn knows the league's screwed. KD was asked... Um, what do you think about the James Harden rumors? And he said he wasn't even thinking about it. He said they already have enough champions on their team. So, I mean, that tells you right there. And speaking of that, how about the – I've read where Kyrie Irving apparently said that for the first time in his career, he has a guy who can make an important late shot like he can. Yeah, I he think that's throwing a, shots at LeBron. Yeah, that's stuff. serious shade. I mean, that's crazy too because you figure what? They were together for, I believe, three years or so. And what was it? A finals and then two finals losses that they yeah. got. Made it to the finals all three years. Kyrie did hit that big shot in the finals, but true. You know, he had LeBron. LeBron had that block against Iggy. Yeah, and, I mean that was a one-two man show. Kevin Love, he's decent, but he really was a non-factor during that whole championship. Right. He didn't really show up. It was the Kyrie LeBron show, pretty much. So if. If you were Maury, what would your trade offer be to Houston for Harden? Yeah, tell us down. Well, me personally, I'm going to say 
I'm definitely not even attempting to give up Embiid or Simmons, obviously. So I'm thinking you would have to start around our first-round picks, uh, Maxie. I think he would have to be the starting piece. Yeah. I think you would even, unfortunately as it is, I think you would have to throw in Matisse Thybul. I think that's the only way, because it's no shade to Matisse, no shade to Maxie, but they're not proven yet, really. Like, they're, they're potential, but they're yeah. not like Ben Simmons' potential. What, what are your thoughts on... Toby trading Harris. Do you think they would take that? I think that, I think well I think they would have to because I think if you're not giving up Embiid or Simmons, Toby's the only other one that wouldn't work salary wise. Yeah. To get a guy like Harden, you gotta you know what I mean? You gotta give up some some cash to bring in that cash. So they'll definitely have to give up a lot. I think I think it would have to be Tobias, Maxi, Matisse, and multiple first round picks. Yeah, I see that. And I could even see it maybe being a three-way, a three-team deal, maybe where you include someone else. Maybe you get like Zach Levine involved, send Levine to Houston. Maybe we send the Bulls, the guys I just. Yeah, Buddy Hield and Zach Levine are still options. Yeah, because I also read where um, the Chicago GM is was huge on Matisse Thybul. So maybe you do a three-way deal where you send like Maxi and Matisse to the Bulls, the Bulls send Levine to Houston, and then we get James Harden. I think there's definitely ways we could figure out a trade. Yeah. And that would be a hell of a big three. And so, um, transitioning to the Eagles, I literally just saw on ESPN, they announced Hurts is starting against the Cardinals in the suit. So. I, I think that was a no-brainer. I think I think even if Hurts went out and threw five interceptions next week, he has to be a starter for the rest of the year. Yeah, you have to see what he's got. I mean, now. you have to at this point. And, and I just think this kid... I'm I'm one that I'll be the first to sit here and say I do like Carson Wentz. I know you have your opinions on that. We'll yeah. get to that, but I personally do feel like he struggled to the point this year that he, he just needed a break. He just uh, needed a he just needed some fresh air in here. And in all honesty, we're still in the playoff picture, but are we really? Yeah. I mean, are we really a playoff team? I don't know if we even want to be, honestly. You think we'd just trade be pick. better off? I think Washington wound up winning the division. I don't even know if it's worth trying to make it to the playoffs. You might just want to lose and get a better draft pick. But I agree with that. It would still be nice to see them win. I mean, yeah. I mean, you you always want to root for your team. It's hard to root against your team and hope they do bad. We went through that with the Sixers during the yeah. trust in the process days. But I I really do think. In all honesty, this Jalen Hurts kid could definitely be like the next Lamar Jackson. He looked good. He really against did. Against the Saints, too. He really did. I mean, we, yeah, I mean, that's one thing, too. People, I've, I've seen headlines where it says that, like, Jalen Hurts shined, but then there's other where it says, like, well, he didn't, you know, blow you away. But keep in mind, he's a rookie, number one, and he was just playing against the Saints. Yeah, the number one defense. And, and that's a defense that hadn't allowed a 100-yard rusher in – what, 10 weeks or something I heard? And When's we, the last time we, we had an Eagles quarterback that rushed for over 100 yards in a game? It was Donovan McNabb and Deuce Staley back in, like, 2002. Was the last time that we had... Well, no, I'm sorry. That was the last time we had two 100-yard guys. So I take that back. It could, it could have been sooner. It was probably McNabb. But to touch up on that, it's been, it's been years. Yeah. I mean, McNabb didn't run for 100 yards very often. Hurts knows when to not take a sack. I don't think he got sacked at all yesterday because he was running and scrambling. He was running and scrambling. Another guy that I'm sure got a couple hundred yard games was Michael Vick, too. Oh, yeah, probably. You know Vick did. But, again, when's the last time, to answer that question, to expand it, when's the last time two guys ran for 100 yards? That was McNabb and Deuce Daly. 
So that's mm-hmm. how you know it's been a while. Sanders looked good yesterday when they Sanders, actually gave him the ball. Yeah. On one run. Even Rager, he had that nice, I mean, he was wide open and took it down. But I think, again, he only ended up with, like, two catches for 40-plus yards. He just can't seem to yeah. break over. I don't know. It's like, I'm not going to go as far as to say that Jalen Rager's a bust. But when you compare the fact that that Justin Jefferson kid is is on pace for, what, 13, 1,400 yards, yeah, that's crazy. That, that yells to me like Rager's a bust. Yeah. I mean, I still think he's a good receiver i just don't think we're using him the right way like he's quick but yeah yeah he's a guy that that spreads the field he's a guy that you know he's like a deshaun jackson 2.0 you just hope he can stay healthy i didn't see fulgham on the field at all yesterday yeah that you know that was the discussion me and you had yeah. off you know air i should say per se but yeah i mean i i feel like alshon jeffrey i'm not sure why he's playing i mean i know he had the touchdown catch yeah, yesterday he, have touchdown. he did so i i gotta hold off for a minute but i just feel like well i know why he's playing because they're paying him 17 yeah. million dollars speaking of that i saw a stat um next year with alshon's contract deandre hopkins is making 18.5 million next year and alshon's making 18.2 million next year so I mean, that's Alshon's sick to me. only making three hundred thousand dollars less than DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, that's sick to me. That that makes me nauseous. Yeah. That makes me absolutely nauseous because when you think of the fact that even with that touchdown catch yesterday, I mean, Alshon Jeffrey in five games still doesn't have a hundred yards receiving in yeah. five games. And I don't think he's a very good locker room guy with all that stuff that came out. Yeah. Went and yeah, he he. It seems to be. It seems to me personally. Just I don't know what your guys' opinion on this. And this is not taken away from anything that Jalen Hurts did yesterday. But it just feels like that locker quit. That locker room quit on Wentz. And I don't know if it's singling him out personally. Maybe it's just, maybe Wentz is focusing on hunting too much. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I mean, maybe maybe he's got other things going on where, uh, you know, the, the, the locker room. But it just seemed like everything was clicking yesterday. Yeah, and uh, Sanders in his post-game interview was even saying that. You know, they felt rejuvenated and that they had more energy. So yeah, I think they just needed that boost. I don't know if that's a shot against Wentz or not, but... I mean, it's a shame because, again, Wentz is a guy that it's it's hard to not like him. He's he's not a bad guy. He's not a, an ego, all-about-me guy. But the bottom line is, it's what have you done for me lately, and 2017 is over now. Yeah. And speaking of that, how about Jake Elliott missing another yeah. one yesterday? Killing the momentum. A 22-yarder. I mean, what the hell happened to him? I don't know. He's a prime example of a guy who earned his way in, and then once he got paid, just got comfy. Because yeah. we gave him that contract two years ago, the extension, and last year he struggled as well. Yeah, he's got to be gone. I mean, he's the type of guy, it makes no sense to me, but he's the type of guy that makes the 40, 50, 62-yarders but he can't make an extra point. He can't make a 22-yard field goal. And those points matter, especially with this team. Like you Big need, time. You need everything you can Because, get. you know, the Saints almost came back and won that game yesterday. But yet, if we would have added that field goal there, it, it yeah. wouldn't have mattered either way. Now, it's irrelevant. They didn't come back. but um, Speaking of, like, the defensive side, I thought they looked decent at first. But someone I wanted to talk about. All week has been Alex Singleton, the linebacker, 49. Yeah. Even though he got, like, mossed on his head for that touchdown yesterday. Yeah. He's been good lately. But he has been good. He's better than Gary. Yeah, yeah. Gary sucked. Like, Gary, Gary's been good. And you know what's crazy? I was I liked Gary in the beginning, but he has just went downhill. Yeah, and I know he had that surgery and everything, so I don't want to, like, yeah. go on him. But 
Singleton flies around. He gets a lot of tackles. He, he came does. He CFL. He so. does. You know, one thing that I noticed, too, and it seemed like Brandon Graham came on really strong this year, but then he's gotten quiet. And then it seems like Fletcher came on really quiet this year, and he's gotten loud. Yeah, I didn't see any of Brandon Graham yesterday. I didn't even notice him on the field yesterday. There's Singleton getting moss right now. Yeah, as we, as we see, there's, that was just, ugh. But, you know, back to the Justin Jefferson kid real quick. Speaking of getting mossed, how about the fact that that kid passed Randy Moss's rookie receiving record, and there's still three games left in the season. And he has Adam Thielen on the other side, so he's not getting all the targets. He's not. I mean, it's just, it's gross. And and that Dalvin Cook, I mean, he gets a lot of catches out of the backfield, and they run the ball. I mean, yeah, it's, Kirk Cousins is making this kid look like, Randy Moss. I mean, granted, in the beginning of the year, he was getting most of his stuff in, like, garbage time. Right. Still, he's still good. He's better than Rager as of now. I mean, I, I think as of right now, Jefferson in a redraft would probably be the first wide receiver off the board. Yeah. I mean, I like the Henry Ruggs kid, but he's just another burner. Much. Yeah, he's just... Higgins another... hasn't done much. Higgins hasn't but done much. I, I feel like this has been the best receiving draft class in, like, forever yeah it was it's been stacked There's definitely stacked but i mean how about the other guys that we took you don't you don't see none of them wallace was out there yesterday the safety yeah that is true he Deion got blocked wallace. in the back on one of those uh, i touchdowns. did see that i did see but that he's been relatively quiet i was looking forward to him yeah it's a, I, that just goes back to howie roseman i just feel like he's just not good at drafting no i really hate to say it that's like why that. like I want the Eagles to get a better draft pick, but what are they even going to do with it? You know, like, yeah, it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's like you want to see them make the playoffs, but then do you? Because you want a higher pick, but do you want a higher pick? Where do you even think they go with their pick? You think they go like O line? Like, I mean, they drafted O line and it hasn't been working out. But you know, it's hard to say because you got to figure that they're banking on Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson coming back. So you figure you got two guys coming I back. I feel like they go receiver again. That's what I was going to say. I think that's what they – I think you have to. Because uh, I still don't have a number one receiver. You don't. And and I think one way or another, I'm not sure the dead money now, but I think one way or another you got to get rid of Alshon. you got to just bite the bullet and get him off this team. Yes, he had the touchdown catch yesterday and all, but he's so slow. Yeah. And let's not forget the drops that he's had. I mean, I still remember the 2018 one against the Saints. Yeah, the one cool. that would have took us back to the NFC and the Championship. the one against Cleveland a couple weeks ago where he just jumped up. Yeah, didn't even try yeah, he for was, it. He was smiling on the sideline. See, that, that to me is where, again, that tells me, though, that that had something to do with Wentz. Because it was like he didn't even try for that ball. It looked like he didn't time his jump to a degree. But then when you looked at the replay, like you said, he was over on the sideline smiling. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that to me is a... I don't, it's a head scratcher, to say the it's least. Like you said, it's what have you done for me lately, and it's not 2017. I, I was hyped when we got him. I really yeah. liked him at first with Same. Torrey Smith and all them. But Same. I mean, with without Alshon Jeffrey, there is no Super Bowl. That's a fact. But again, it's a what have you done for me lately league. It's a what have you done for me lately world. And it that kind of goes the same with Wentz. Yeah. Like, so. I, I think there could be some moves that could be made. I, I still just can't get over... The fact that we didn't take DK Metcalf. Yeah, I was I was just about to bring that up. So if you thought if you think Wentz had DK and Jefferson out there, do you think he would be looking better? Uh, no doubt, because I because I, I I personally think that Kirk Cousins is average. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not. He's great. not a guy that blows you away. But yet, I mean, he he 
these wide receivers are just look at the numbers they're putting up. So yeah, I think when you got names like you just said, Jefferson, DK Metcalf, they would make any quarterback better. I feel like. I mean, they would. That, that's an impressive wide receiver for it. It helps you when they can get the ball wherever it is. It makes you look more accurate. Yeah, I mean, and it's not taking anything away from Russell Wilson because the dude has won a Super Bowl without Metcalf. But, I mean, he has Tyler Lockett. He has DK Metcalf. I mean, they're, they're stacked, that team. I mean, just those one-two right there, we don't have one receiver that's as good as either one of them. No, and lately, Ertz hasn't been much either. No. What are your opinions on Ertz? Like, what do you think we do with him? Mm, I, you know, it's tough because I think Ertz's position is pay me or trade me. I think Goddard's a beast. I like Goddard. I, I like Goddard, too, and I think if, as unfortunate as it is to say again, it's what have you done for me lately? And, I mean, Ertz is a, a record-setting tight end. He's he's a beast. I mean, the Super Bowl catch and the, the – I'm sorry, the touchdown catch in the Super Bowl, the – Everything that he's done accomplished, but I think you have to move on from him. I think even his body language says he wants out. Yeah. I think him clashing with Howie over that contract dispute just became messy. He tapped out. Yeah, it feels like he did. He's mentally out of it, you know. I mean, what did he have, two catches yesterday? Yeah, and then he had that one on the sideline that they called incomplete. Yeah, that was a catch. Yeah. That was definitely a catch. Yeah. I personally feel like Doug Peterson, if he is back next year, he can't call the plays. Oh, no. Because if you look at 2017 with Doug Peterson's success, he had Frank Wright, who was the offensive coordinator, and he was the mastermind in all of it. And then if you notice, all those guys went and got head coaching gigs, and Peterson now struggling. And Peterson really thinks that he's the main guy. He thinks he can be the one that runs the whole – I don't think that's the case. What would your thoughts be on if we hired a defensive-minded head coach and then got a really strong offensive coordinator to call the plays instead would, of having Peterson do it? The offensive mindset, right. I, I would be okay with that, depending on who you look at. Because I think uh, Schwartz is a problem, too, honestly. like I, I agree. I mean, I, I'm guilty at times of being hypocritical and still living in the past and just reminding myself like, hey, Doug Peterson is a Super Bowl winning head coach and Schwartz is a Super But again, at the end of the day, you know, going into next year, it'll be four years later. I mean, I think you got, I think you have to clean house. I I personally, and I don't know what your thoughts on this are, but I think you have to move on from Howie Rosen yeah, as well. Yeah, I was just about to say, I think Howie's the biggest problem. I, I, I'm sorry to say that. I mean, the dude's won executive of the year. Without Howie, there's no Super Bowl, but... I think you need a fresh, clean slate in here. You I can really tell that Jeffrey Lurie's pissed off, not showing up to the games and stuff. So Yeah. He's got to do something. Yeah. I don't know if it's all about coaching either, but it's definitely something higher up with Howie. Like, he's yeah. someone that can evaluate talent and actually draft someone well. Like The missed draft picks are just insane. I feel like that's a thing for Philly sports. Like I agree. I agree. It's 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 always the missed picks and it's always the has-beens. Yeah. We always love to go and get a guy that's at the very tail end of his career. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a guy like as great as he even was, but a guy like Peter Forsberg. You know, we traded him away and and we had to do that. We got Eric Lindros. That was a once in a lifetime generational talent. But then later on in his career, we went and got him and brought him in and Tony Amani and yeah. all them Flyers and Eagles and they're they're notorious for doing that. We go and get the later guys. A.J. Burnett for the Phillies that year. Was he 40 years old when we signed him? That just seems to be a Philadelphia thing, I feel like. Yeah. Speaking of bringing older players in, 
Sixers just brought in Dwight Howard. So what are your thoughts on that with Seth Curry and Danny Green? I love it. I love it. And I think it screams that they're building around Embiid and Simmons because there's space in the floor they brought shooters in. Yeah. You know? That gives Embiid uh, some rest with Howard out there. Yeah. I, I, I really personally feel like Daryl Morey's a genius. I think the guy's a hell of a GM. I think right away being able to come in and get that Al Horford contract away. Yeah, that was nice. That was great. And then the fact that, granted, and me and you have had discussions about this, Danny Green shot a brick yeah. in the NBA Finals Danny for Brick. a chance to win it. Yeah. For a chance to win it. And I, I remember reading that he got death threats from Lakers fans. So he was a little iffy, but he seems like he's been a great leader so far with this young group. Yeah, he'll probably be fun to watch, you know, he can dunk and everything. And, and I mean, believe it or not, he's a hell of a shooter. I mean, he does yeah, he can shoot, shoot bricks, but he can hit some threes. And we've also talked about this. I think Seth Curry's going to have a breakout year. Yeah, speaking of shooting, he's a great addition to the team. I mean, he really is. I'm excited to watch him. I mean, the, the, the guys up there in NBA history in three-point shooting percentage. That, that's His not catch to be shoot is like 90% or something. He, yeah, he's just on the money. I mean, I think you have to start him. I think he's more of a bench guy like Redick was, like a number one or two option off the bench. But I think in this lineup, you have to start him. So what's your starting lineup for the Sixers? You know, I thought about a few of them. Um, I'm going to say, barring no more trades, I'm going to say you go Simmons, Carey, Danny Green, Tobias at the four, and then Joel Embiid. And then I think you bring Thibel off the bench. Uh, you bring Furkan off the bench. You bring Dwight off the bench. Um, you bring Maxi. You got Shake. You got Shake. Yeah, I mean, all of a sudden, we got some ballers on this yeah. team. You got some guys. Because people forget, Shake was our best three-point shooter, him and Furkan. You know, I, I hate to say it, but I think Furkan's more of like the 10th man now. He's going to be the guy that's kind of buried. It's very inconsistent. He is. He is. It's. It's. I go back to the what have you done for me lately, but I still think of him in that uh, G League when he dropped like 40-something points and hit like seven threes or eight threes. He could definitely shoot. The Sixers play tomorrow, right? The first preseason game, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm, I believe so, yes. So that'll be fun to watch. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see like what, what uh, you know Coach does. Uh, it, it makes you have to remind yourself that Doc Rivers is our coach. It's a whole new coaching staff. He's brought in so many people that like... He did. I honestly don't even know who they are. Like, now, I know Sam Cassell, and if we have followers out there that are in my age frame, that you will know Sam Cassell. He was a bulldog. That dude was, he's the exact type of guy that you want for advice because he's not going to sugarcoat it. He's going to tell you how it is. And I've even read that, and this is perfect, he's the one currently working with Simmons on the shooting. He's the one trying to tell him, shoot them corner threes if they're the ones you're, you're comfortable with. Don't shoot anywhere else, just do the corner threes. Right. But shoot the ball. You have nothing to lose. But I think last year, there was too much emphasis and pressure on Simmons to shoot. Where, just let the kid be a point guard. Yeah. I mean, he's a walking triple-double. And I think now that you went out and got some shooters, that that's not a problem no more. Yeah, I don't think it matters stud. if he shoots. He's still a stud. He's still a stud. And I don't think it matters if he shoots a three this year. Where last year, it mattered. You needed him then. You know you upgraded when... Furkan Korkmaz, no disrespect to him, was your bench best bench player and your three-point shooter off the bench. And now he's, like, buried as an option. We have Seth now. You got Seth. You got Danny Green. You got Maxi. Joel can shoot. I think that this Tyrese Maxi kid is going to be what we thought Fultz was going to be. Right. 
And my friend's a Kentucky fan. He was really big on him. He said he's kind of like Simmons and where he doesn't shoot the three as much, but he's a stud. Yeah. Plain and simple. And he will shoot it, though. That's the thing. Like, he's not scared to shoot it. Yeah. I mean, I, I follow the kid on Instagram, and every night you see him putting up stuff where his whole shirt drenched in sweat. Right. And he's posting up a workout, and he's... How he's, tall is he? Is he, like, 6'6"? Six, six? Like, he's, no, he's about 6'3". What was he taking? Like, 21st overall? Something like that? It seems like he was a really big steal from the draft. It seems like he fell pretty far to us. It, it does. Now, you're, you're, you're saying Matisse or Maxi? Maxi. Maxi. Maxi, yeah. Yeah, well, to, to touch on that, last year people were saying the same thing with Matisse. So I think we just got lucky. And they're both good locker room guys. They know? are. Matisse was his vlogging, and Maxi was the – he was like a Sixers fan before we drafted him. Oh, he was. That thing with – um, he was working out in a Trust the Process shirt, like on the day of the draft. He didn't even know we were getting picked by him. I like that. So – and I did see that he's part of the clutch sports from LeBron yeah. because him and Simmons have known of each other and been friends off the court for years. That's good. That's great to have that chemistry already. I'm excited to see Doc Coach and see what he can do. Yeah, I like it. I Now, what's your thoughts on I just seen a thing where Simmons moved in with Embiid for the whole month. Was that true? That was true. That was true, and I, I, wasn't I actually sure if he was joking or not. No, I actually was told it. The Sixers coaches encouraged it. I like it. I mean, it gives them a chance to step back and see like where they started, and now they have a program and an organization that's building around them. Like, yeah. Now, just that's what we do here. Give you something to think about and talk about, and that's where I'm going to nitpick. But I have good views on that and bad. My my bad views on that are. They don't have chemistry already. After, yeah, after we were talking about that, like, like why do you need to do that? I mean, I mean, to me, that that tells me that some of those reports were true that the two hate each other and that the two don't get along and that they don't hang out off the, you know, off the field or off the court, I should say. So why now into you know year four or five are they now you know hitting the, the bed bunks together or bunk beds together? What I mean, what yeah, I don't know. How does that work? It doesn't make much sense to me because I feel like they went through like all of it, so they should have been the closest out of all these players together on the team now. And yeah, I agree. I, I think it'll only help too. them. I don't. I don't think it'll hurt them. No, I, well, no, that and that's what I mean. I think that this is a good thing. I just think looking at the bigger picture, did 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 the Sixers management actually, you know, recognize like, look, these two don't get along and it needs to be fixed now, or someone's gonna have to go. One or the yeah. other. And during the season, Embiid would come out and say that, like, you know, he wants to play here with Ben, and Ben's his guy and stuff. He has always backed it, yes. There has never been one thing other than just media reports that say that the two hate each other. Or it's a jealousy thing, or it's a... But I think the bottom line is they both realize that this is two, not just one, two generational-type talents. Yeah. I mean, the sky's the limit for and both of them. if Fultz wasn't a bust for us, you know, where would we be right now if we had Jason Tatum or... Ugh, that just goes back to the Eagles with the DK. Yeah, it's like we, we suck at drafting. Yeah, we, we suck do. at drafting. And and then there's the years that you get you get ripped. Like, for instance, the year that the Sixers got Keith Van Horn with yeah. the second pick. The first pick was Tim Duncan that year. Could you imagine having Iverson with Tim Duncan all those years? Like, oh, my God. I mean... And and you look back on it, 
you know, each draft has its uniqueness, but I feel like this year for the Sixers, this Maxi kid, if he is a bust, it was the 21st pick. Right. It's not like they, they, they tanked for him or they, they traded, you know. But, yeah, I mean, Boston really pulled a maneuver on us because I hate to say it, but this Jason Tatum has a chance to be the face of the NBA. He's listed at, like, 6'10". Now, I saw that. Yeah. He's grown two inches as well. And I feel like we've been sleeping on Boston. Like, we've been talking about how we could probably beat the other teams in the East, but Bo you know, yeah, Boston's, Boston's still there. Boston's still there. They're not going anywhere. The Heat. The Heat. Yeah, speaking of the Heat, there's, there's rumors out there that say that Tyler Hero isn't untradeable from Miami and that, that you could see a Tyler Hero for Harden trade. Now, that would worry me. That would be crazy. That would be scary to see, you know, depending on who else would go with him. Man, I mean, with they already have Goran Dragic and Butler and Bam, and then you add a guy like James Harden. Yeah, I feel like with Philly Sports, it's always like a what-if thing. Like, what if we kept J.J., Butler... And now we have the team that we have now. Now we have the team that we have. It would be disgusting. Well, you know what? Let's play the what if real quick. Because just imagine, though, in all honesty, just imagine if we still had Tobias, Butler, Simmons, and Embiid. And just imagine if we were able, somehow, some way, to get Harden for Tobias and Maxie and Matisse and these guys. Could you imagine of having a lineup with Harden, Butler, Simmons, and Embiid? That, that wouldn't even... That's not even allowed, I don't feel like. I don't even know if we would have been able to make it work with the cap, but just thinking right. of all the assets that we had, though, it's, I hate to say it, but Elton Brand set us back, and now I feel like our GM comes in, Daryl Morey, and he's setting us back on track. I like Morey a lot. I do, too. I, I really do. I mean, the guy was out there, you know, protesting for the Black Lives Matter, the minute he came in out on the streets of Philadelphia, it's like he yeah. just came in and wanted to be a part of it right away. And speaking of new hirees, the Phillies just hired a Dave Dombrowski. I, I saw that. Yes, yes, yeah. He, I, I, I remember him from the uh, Boston Red Sox being the GM there. I, I'll say this to this guy: if you listen to the fan base, resign JT Romuto. Right. That's all I got to say. And get some pitchers, please. Get some pitchers. Get a lot of pitchers. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it makes me cringe. I go and look. I see that we bring back Hector Norris again. It just it pisses me off when I go to check the scores and I see that we lost fourteen to twelve. Like we put up twelve runs and we still lost. And we like, still lost. Yeah, I mean, last year I, I've never seen anything like it because I feel like our offense was very under the radar. I mean, we had guys from McCutcheon to to Hoskins when he wants to hit yeah. and Harper and everyone else going down the order we have a really nice lineup with potential we did look very good in the beginning of the season I was we really did. excited but that's been our Achilles heel the last few years we start out hot and then we just yeah struggle. we just get comfortable and then... yeah it's it's like I don't I don't know what happens to us but we we have to get some arms you you have to I mean I, I'm all for bringing back Romuto. I demand that they bring back Romuto. But I will say this. If he is going to command upwards of 200 plus million, would I give it to him? Yeah, because it ain't my money. Yeah. And, and I mean, the Phillies are loaded, and I want him back. But if, the, if bringing him back means that's the only move you're going to do, then I don't think you can bring him back then. I think then... You have They're to let be him. stuck in the same spot. They are. And I'm going to tell you this right now. Romuto is very tight with Harper. 
And when Harper signed, if you remember, he said he took less for us to go after a guy like Trout. Right. Well, Trout's not happening. Yeah. So I know it sounds crazy. Harper took less, but he really did. He took a 13-year deal to make it that the you know average salary per year would go down for the Phillies to be able to flexibly make moves. And they haven't done shit. I mean, they got Wheeler with that money. But then the reports were that they're looking to shot Wheeler. Yeah, and Harper, speaking of his big contract, he's been, in public, publicly he's been acting like he's okay, like he's down with Philly, but you know, like, he's got to be pissed off. That no doubt, no doubt. I, I feel like Harper's been nothing but class in the whole situation because anyone else, someone like, switching gears to football, someone like Terrell Owens or someone who took less for better players to come in, they would be throwing a hissy fit right now. They right. would be throwing their hands up saying, if you don't get him, I want out. I'm going to say this. If the Phillies let Real Muto walk, it's not going to be to the Mets because I saw they went out and signed someone for $40 million. Mm-hmm. Whoever it is, if it ain't the Phillies, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be yeah. a problem. And I just don't know, even if we do make moves, if we're – a World Series contender for the next couple years. I mean, you have the Braves and everything. I, I don't think I don't think we're World Series contenders right now, and I'm not sure bringing back Real Muto even makes us World World Series contenders right now. I think unless they go out and just get a whole new bullpen, and that's what Dave was talking about in his interview. I listened to the whole thing in my car. He was saying he acknowledges that we need arms and. He yeah. knows how to rebuild an organization. Like he's built them, he's destroyed them, and he's rebuilt them again. Like yeah, yeah. This guy's been around for a while. He knows what he's doing. Um, and I know that there's going to be people out there because I've already seen it in the comments. People are going to confuse this guy as being the GM who traded away Mookie I Betts. Saw that. I he's saw not that. the GM who did that. He is not the GM that traded away Mookie Betts. And you know, not I'm not a Red Sox fan, but in defense for the Red Sox GM. The owner is the reason why Mookie Betts left because Mookie Betts was going to command, which he did, $380 million and they just weren't giving it to him. Yeah. So they traded him and got what they could get for him. But that was pretty stupid, trading a guy like Mookie Betts. Right. That's a one, but that's another guy that, why weren't the Phillies in on that? I don't know. There's been a bunch of guys like that. I mean, we, we, I mean, here's a question, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with this kid, but a few years back, when the Phillies were sucking, well, they've been sucking for a while now, but a few years back, we got the number one overall pick, and we took that Mickey Moniak kid, right. who apparently is Mickey Mantle's nephew. Where, where the hell is this kid at? He sniffed the majors this year for the first time, but he didn't He didn't blow me away with anything. My thing is, doesn't he hold any trade value? Like, guys like him and guys like Adam Hazley, yeah. who's decent. But I feel like, why wouldn't we package some of these guys and go out and get a big name, a guy that's proven? Right. I, don't I, know. I like a movie. I think I'll do something. I listened to his whole interview. And before the morning when we hired him, I even voted on the poll on our story that I didn't like it. But later in the day, I listened to him talk, and I actually, I'm pretty comfortable with him. I think we'll Yeah, I like the hiring. I do like the hiring. I, I, I think that this move wasn't a under the radar we're just going to settle and we're just going to accept losing and accept being mediocre this was a move that i feel like costed them some money because this is a guy that you had to pay to get because he's a name and i think the phillies logical thinking here is he's going to turn this around i mean i saw a thing the other day and i couldn't believe it but it's been eight plus years since the phillies even if not longer since the phillies even made the playoffs yeah i can't even remember 
just since they made the postseason. I mean, wow, I miss watching playoff baseball. Yeah, it is fun. It really is. Speaking of playoff sports, the Flyers looked pretty good. They did. Last season. They did. They were fun to watch. They I, were. That was the first time I actually sat down and watched every game. Like They were very fun to watch. The kid beating cancer and then coming back, that was as inspirational Carter as Hart. Get. I'm big on Carter Hart. Carter Hart's a stud. Good. I think that's the goalie that we were crying and begging for for how long. And he's very young, too. He's very young. I mean, he's definitely our future. There's no doubt about it. And we just brought that one kid back. I can't remember his name, but... I'm not sure. I'd have to check the notes. But I, I did see that they, they're they interested in acquiring a, from my understanding, a 30-40 goal scorer. That's the rumors out there, that they want a known name. I was even seeing the name Patrick Kane out there. And I can't imagine the Blackhawks really deal him. But, man, I would love to take a guy like that because that's a guy that we need. We need a guy that can score you 30-40 goals. And we had that rookie um, this season who scored a lot. Can't remember his name, but well, I know the Travis Konacki, I believe is it. Yeah, he's a, he's a stud. You know, I'll say this: I love all four. I'm the four for four, but I think the Flyers got my attention the least out of the four. But they were very exciting to watch this year. I would probably disagree with that. I would say Flyers are. They might be my top two this year. With honestly, I, I'm looking at the Sixers and the Flyers the most. Like. I, I get Probably that. I gave up on the Eagles this year, I'm going to be honest. And You know, I, I get that. I my, my only interest in watching the Eagles now is to see how Hurts looks. Yeah, that's the only reason I'm watching the games. I mean, just to see how that kid does. Because to be honest, it, it there's, there's not much that you're playing for. Even if we win this pitiful division, they're, they're not going to go anywhere. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. Jalen Hurts looks great. He could very well go out there and throw for two, three hundred yards and run for a hundred plus every single Sunday, but it can't just be a one man show. Eventually, that'll it'll be stopped. As right. you've seen, Baltimore didn't win at all last year. And Lamar just, literally came out this year. He said, "They're calling out our plays. They know exactly what I'm doing. Like they're they, gonna stop them eventually." Exactly. And and this is no shade to Hurts because he the kid had a hell of a game but if you notice he struggled a little in the second half right away because they started making adjustments yeah. they started watching film on him they started seeing some of the things he did and he did have a couple mistakes he made a couple throws that could have been taken to the house but yet for a rookie in your first start against the Saints against the Saints I was impressed as I've ever been watching any rookie quarterback it was fun to watch it was out. it was because you, you don't know what he's going to do I mean, he really could run every single play, or he could throw it. Yeah, he's a great RPO quarterback. Yeah, he. I mean, he's... Wentz is too, but you know, Hurts can run, and he won't. He won't just take the sack. Like you could see Wentz just like falling down or yeah, throwing a bad ball. Like... Wentz is he's just more stocky. You know, there's, Wentz has more bigness to him, where I just feel like he's a lot slower. When you watch Hurts, there's a lot, a lot of moments. I was watching with my friends yesterday. We were saying. Wentz would never do that, like what Hurts did. Like, say, like, he, he scrambled and threw the ball away. Like, Wentz would never do that. Right. I get. I, I know exactly what you're referring to in that. In that, My whole thing is when Wentz takes off out of the pocket and runs, you, you hold your breath. Like, oh, yeah. Hurts, you didn't get that feeling. You almost yeah. had it like, oh, shoot, he might take it to the whole house. Where Wentz, you just you feel like on any given play, he could be injured. And it, it, But, again, it is a shame because, and this is our luck, I feel like the Eagles will trade Wentz, whether it be to the Colts or to the Raiders or whoever steps in, 
and he'll end up coming back to being an MVP form. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's a Philly sports thing. Like, Hurts will go out and get hurt, like, week one next year. We won't even have a solidified backup because we'll go all in on Hurts. We'll trade Wentz. Wentz will win his first Super Bowl. Wentz will win the Super Bowl with the Colts and Frank Wright. And and you can just see it almost. You can just see it. But I I do think when you have a talent like Jalen Hurts now, I mean, what what, what would you do? I mean, let me ask you this. What do you do if Hurts plays – doesn't matter what the Eagles' record goes from here, but let's just say Hurts plays like he did yesterday pretty much through and throughout. Are you sold on him going forward? I don't want to say I'm sold on him, but I don't see Wentz starting again this season. Like I don't think there's any point. Yeah. You have to see what Hurts has. And you know how I feel about Wentz. Like, yeah. For the viewers, like, since the middle of the season, I've just hated Wentz. Like, I, I just don't like looking at him. I don't like watching him play. Like, it's nothing personal. It's just because, like, I was a quarterback myself. Like, yep. watching him struggle just, like, makes me angry. And well, speaking of that for a second, you're a quarterback. We're a quarterback, but you're also now a current football player for who? DelVal. DelVal. Del Valley safety, moving to defense. But I see myself and Hurts, even though, you know, Hurts is obviously better than I am. But, like, he's fun to watch. And yeah. I'm trying to have fun watching the games. I'm not trying to watch Wentz struggle, so... I get that. I wouldn't say I would... I don't know, because Wentz has a huge contract. Like, I feel like you're going to have a lot of dead cap if you just cut him. Yeah. So, I wouldn't say blow it up and build around Hurts yet, but maybe eventually. Now, do you think that they would leave Wentz to be a very expensive backup next year? I feel like... You think they have to? I feel like it depends on other teams. Like, who's going to take on his contract? Like... Yeah, the Colts I, do need a quarterback. Like Rivers, what, like yeah, he Rivers he is coming good. to the end. Yeah, I mean Rivers is having a good year, but I, I I look to just the Colts in general are a great team. The Colts just have so many signs that you could just see Wentz there. They have Trey Burton, who was one of Wentz's great friends. I believe right. I believe Jordan Hicks and Burton were like his co best men in his wedding. He had two best men. It was Jordan Hicks and. And Trey Burton. And then you got Frank Wright, the connection there. And let me just tell you, they got T.Y. Hilton. Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman. I mean, they're stacked. And I could see Jonathan Wentz. Jonathan Taylor, Hines. Jonathan Taylor, Hines. I could see Wentz doing very well there. And I hope he does. And that wouldn't bother me because you're sending him away into the NFC. Right. You know, I, I could live with something like that. Don't send them to the Redskins, you know, and then all of a sudden let him blow Here's into the thing. The Redskins, there's reports of them bringing in Matt Stafford next year, and I feel like that would be – that could hurt us if we don't make any moves. Matt Stafford with Gibson, McLaurin, that McLaurin. defense. I, I, you know, I like Matt Stafford. I think he's just stuck in Detroit. Yeah, I, I think he's a Detroit guy. Like, I don't think he'll ever leave, but yeah. there was reports of Washington looking into him. I could see it. I but, mean, I think they got to find a team name first. Before they do anything, yeah. the Washington football team, it's still just... But, like, if you look at the NFC East, I think it was just a bad year. Like, unlucky for everyone. Like, the Cowboys lost I Dak. Agree. If they had Dak still, he was slinging it to CD and all them. Yeah, as much as I hate to say that, yeah, I like, agree. They would have been winning a lot more games. So would uh, the Giants if they had Saquon. They have a really good defense. Very true. They lost yesterday, but they did beat the Seahawks. Very true. Daniel Jones is he's decent. I mean... The Giants are a team that I feel like they're 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 just they're bipolar. Like it, it seems like one week they look like they could really be like, scary good. Yeah, they were close with the Bucks, beat the Seahawks. Yeah, and then yesterday they 
Eh, not so much. But again, that's why they say the good old expression, it's any given Sunday. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a situation where anything could happen. And you just don't know. That's what makes sports the so great. Beat the Saints. So. Yeah, who? I mean, who saw that coming? I mean, I know Green Bay fans out there love us right now. It slid them right into the number one seed. I mean, I mean, just look at look at it from a perspective of two weeks ago. The Steelers were eleven and zero, number one seed, and you were starting to have discussions. Could this team run the house? Now all of a sudden. They are eleven and two, and they're the two seed. They're not they're even playing real one. teams now. Like, we exactly. must beat them. We did. Them. We did. I was one of those games that we were in it. Speaking of Steelers, James Conner blew it for me in fantasy. Did he? He had one point nine points. I lost by three. So oh, ah. But basketball fantasy is coming up, so I'm excited for that. Yeah. But you brought up the Packers, so I wanted to talk about the quarterbacks a little more. You saw them draft Jordan Love, which set a fire under Rodgers, and he's been playing lights out. True. Why didn't that happen with Wentz when we drafted Hurts? That's a great question. I've never seen that comparison. And That's a great question. I thought about. like, And, you know, Wentz took the opposite. Wentz lost all his confidence and looked at it like, whoa, like they don't think I'm the man, where Rodgers looked at it like, are you kidding me? Like, you, you think I can't? You know, beat this kid in a quarterback competition, please. And to be fair, me. like Rodgers does have Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones and Tony. Yeah, but. but I think anybody out there, even you diehard Wentz fans, you, you have to be realistic that Wentz isn't on Aaron Rodgers' level. Right. Maybe in 2017 he was he was on his level for that year, but Wentz is Aaron Rodgers is. is like a he's Hall just of Fame not playing. He's not mentally in it. Like you would think. He's not. My job's on the line. Like. You know, it, there's there's a few things. I mean, as you've seen in personal life, Wentz had a child all season, and there's I, COVID. I mean, there's I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. It's just been a bad year for everyone. I mean, I, I've even read a thing where Wentz said he put on 12 pounds of daddy weight. Right. You know, so how much does that play into a factor? I'm not ready to get rid of Wentz yet. I mean, yeah, I'm not either. I'm not either because because here's the thing: for someone to take his contract or us release him and eat a ton of money and do do buy them as they say that would be asinine because he's he's guaranteed 50 something million so starting next year we have to deal year. with Alshon's contract we still have to deal time. with that i mean it's it's a situation that i think he holds no trade value because someone's going to look at it like we're already trading him and taking all that money off your who's hands who's going to want Alshon either yeah no, the only person who might have some trade value is Ertz yeah i think Ertz definitely will I mean, I think they were tr close to trading Ertz at the at the deadline. I thought they were going to trade him to the Patriots for like Gilmore or something. There was rumors that they were going to trade him to the Cardinals for the Hassan Ridgeway, the local kid, yeah. the linebacker. There was Will Fuller too from the Texans. He's I saw that. Now, but... Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he. What was his for PEDs? Something. He had that monster game, and then they tested him, and then he just came out. He's out for the season. But now that's from the suspension. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Someone else got suspended on the Texans, too. Speaking well, of the Texans. They're like, struggling, yeah. I thought they were going to be very good this year. Yeah. Then they played the Chiefs. Like, before that Chiefs game, people were bound on Texans to win, and then they got blown out. I think Deshaun Watson's getting fed up. He's nice. I mean, he's good. He is. He's got no weapons. He's got none. I mean, I mean, anybody would be pissed off when you go and trade away a Hall of Fame-type receiver. I mean, I yeah, mean that. <laughs> why, I mean, why would you trade him? It would be a different if they had D-Hop. I mean, not only did they trade DeAndre Hopkins, though, 
they traded him for a second round pick and a running back. I mean, you couldn't have gotten a first round pick, maybe two it's first D-hop. round picks. He's like arguably the, like the best receiver like ever. I mean, I still can't get over that catch that that where he caught it over three guys. Yeah, I had him in fantasy. I still do, even though it doesn't matter. But yeah, I mean, he's just he's probably defeated. my favorite athlete of all time. Honestly, I love D-hop. and we could have had him. But. So, uh, from a quick glance here, we're seeing that Washington still holds a 68% chance to win the division. The Giants got a 24% chance. The Eagles have a 7% chance. And the Cowboys are left with a tiny little mediocre 1%. So, they're giving us a 7% chance to win the division. What do you think about that? I think it depends on the other team's schedules. Like, I don't know Washington's schedule by heart or New York. But, I don't know. I feel like it would be a Philly thing to do to win out and make it to the playoffs and lose in the first round. Yeah, yeah. But like we talked about, does it even matter? Because if Howie's drafting the pick, right? Like what's what's the difference going to be? Yeah, I mean, who cares at that point? I mean, it's again, I, I've never seen a fan base or not fan base, a franchise of Philadelphia sports of any pro team that gets shittier luck in the draft. I mean, just even the Flyers, the year that. Patrick Kane came out. We took JVR that year because we had the second overall pick. We had the worst record that year, but we got stuck with the ping pong balls and got the second pick and took JVR. Now, JVR is decent, but we could have had Patrick Kane. And then Patrick Kane beat us in the, you know. In, in the cup. Down, so. Yeah, that was brutal. And that, 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 that Stanley Cup, that was tough. I still remember that goal that ended it from the little side view in overtime. Yeah, well. Oh. Speaking of, like, yesterday's games, I think there was a lot of close games at first watching Red Zone, and then they just kind of blew each other out. Like, Washington, they won strongly over the 49ers. Their defense had two touchdowns. I mean... They're legit. 49ers, I don't know what happened to them. Super Bowl contenders, and now they're 5-8. and eight. Yeah, they're having that Super Bowl hangover. You they know, did lose a lot of people. They did. But it comes to a point where I think Kyle Shanahan is a good coach, but is he? Because I blame him partially. He blows leads. Like. He blows leads. I mean, Dan Quinn's at fault, too, in Atlanta there. But I'm going to rewind back that Super Bowl where Atlanta lost and blew the lead to the Patriots. What the hell was Shanahan doing still throwing the ball when you have a 28-3 to lead? They were up against the Chiefs too. I don't remember score was like twenty four seven or something. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that takes me back to last year in the playoffs when Houston was yeah Houston was up big. beating the piss out of the Chiefs. Yeah, and then they just got away from what got them there. It's like, what are you? That's thinking? why I thought Houston was gonna be good this year, but I could see it. I think Houston just needs to get away from that Bill O'Brien. That guy was like a well, they did. Chip they, Kelly. They fired yeah, they him, fired him. But they have Romeo Cornell, whatever his name is. Okay, he's about like. 85 years old. So yeah, yeah. He's been around for... They're basically phew. done for this year. He's been around for a while, Romeo. Yeah, he's just going to be the intern until they find their long-term option. Another headline was uh, Cowboys are keeping McCarthy around until next year. So I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm not complaining. Hey, I mean, although you can't really blame him because, like you touched on, if Dak's healthy... They're, they're for like 600 the yards the one game. Yeah, I mean, they're winning the division. Even though I hate the Cowboys, like, Dak can throw the ball. Yeah, I mean, and they're stacked. And that, and that's another rookie, the C.D. Lamb. They have Amari Cooper, C.D., Michael Gallup, Dalton Schultz, Zeke, Pollard. I their mean, defense is awful. You, but like, yeah, but you can make an argument that Michael Gallup, their third-string receiver, better, than any, better than any of our receivers. 
their third string. I mean, that just goes to show you where I just blame our management, Howie, and all of them for not building around Wentz properly. I really do. And again, it just goes back to that has no shade to Hertz, but I personally felt like they drafted Hertz in the second round, and the rumors were that we could have traded up and got C.D. Lamb, but the Eagles didn't want to give up that second round pick in that draft. So they sat back and waited, and then not only then we not get C.D. Lamb, he goes to the Cowboys. Yeah, exactly. Now, granted, could it end up working out? It could, because we got Jalen Hurts out of it. Yeah. Another team I wanted to look at was the Titans. Like, they have Tannehill. Tannehill's not, like, the most athletic quarterback, but, but he, look at the people he has around him. He, he gets has, it done. He has Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry. Like, if you give that to Hurts or to Wentz, like, they'll be better. Absolutely they would. I mean, if you, I mean, if, if you were to put either one, Hurts, Carson Wentz, on... Give them DK and... Jefferson, well... That's exactly what I was going to say, too. If you would have put them on Minnesota, I mean, they, their numbers would be blown up. You'd have you'd have Wentz, Miles Sanders, Ertz when he's healthy, Goddard, DK, if you took him. I mean... It's crazy because you say these names, and in the beginning of the season, these are the names and the things that I said to myself, and it was like, we, we look pretty good on paper, though. Like, we did upgrade our room. But then Deshaun Jackson's just been a non-factor. I don't even really count him on the team. Nah, like he came out, came back last year that first week and just went off. Like went off, had two touchdowns, hundred and some yards, ten catches. Hasn't done nothing since. He's either injured or he comes back, gets injured in a quarter. He did I, get uh, hit pretty. Cheap. That yeah, that that wasn't his well, fault. I'm not mad at him for that. I agree. I, I look at his injury as the same as I did last year when Wentz was taken out from Jadavion Clowney. That was a cheap shot. So I do agree. That's not his fault. But what do you do if you're the Eagles with him? I mean, I personally, as hard as it is to do, I think you have to release Deshaun and move on. Yeah. I don't think you can bank on I mean, Deshaun. How much does he even have left with another team? Like... Yeah, I mean, I just feel like Deshaun Jackson's just one play across the middle from being hurt again. And that's all it takes with him. And it's done. It's just not worth that ten million cap and ten million salary that you're paying him. I think that you have to move on and start fresh. I think you have a good core with Fogum, Rieger, just give Fogum and snaps. Ward. And I think you still need a true number one, but I think you're good with seeing what they have. I'm not, you know, like I said, totally saying that Jalen Rieger's a bust already. We haven't seen enough yet. Yeah. Because remember, he missed some time this year as well. You just need a big body. Like, you need someone that's as big as Alshon, but... Faster. Good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like DK Metcalf. <laughs> it would have been disgusting if we had him. Like DK Metcalf. I mean, I, I just... It baffles me with that. Now, here's another question for you, though. Does Jalen Hurts proven that he can ball help solidify Howie Roseman's job? Does that help him say, like, I told you so? Like, look, I went and got this kid because he can play. I mean, here's my thing with the pick. It's second round. I don't mind having Jalen Hurts, but I don't think it was the right time to get him. Like, yeah. You could have got something else. There were so many holes that you needed to fill. Like, people will call it a bad pick forever, but I feel like you're only lucky if he plays well because – Yeah. You picked him so early. You could have got something else. You could have added something. But if it works out, then it works out. But like, very true. If it doesn't, then yeah, there's not. It's it wasn't like you like for Wentz like traded up and got the number two overall pick and gave up two three first round picks and 
mortgage your future. Hertz was just a second round pick. I get that. But again, there, there's a lot that can be taken in the second round. There's, there's, I just think that Howie Roseman had to know that this type of controversy was going to come around. Like, yeah, you just, definitely. you had to. Like, I just you, remember watching the draft and being like, oh. Yeah, why? What the hell did we just do? Yeah. Like, I like Hurts. I, I liked him in college. I'm an Auburn fan, and he played at Alabama first, so I didn't like him. But I didn't like him because he was good. Like, he was a Heisman quarterback. Right. Then he went to Oklahoma and laid it up, like, He's good. I mean, and, yeah. I mean, I, I've I've checked him out. I've watched film. I've seen his stats. Anywhere he plays, he puts up crazy numbers. Right. I mean, there, there, there. I mean, look, he's in the NFL for a reason. It's not like he's some trash quarterback that we signed off the street and just threw him in and took Wentz's job. I mean, this is a guy that, again, yesterday, if he plays like that every Sunday and only gets better he's gonna be a beast he, he he's gonna be better than Lamar Jackson yeah he will he's gonna be better than Lamar he's got a way better arm than Lamar because I'm sorry to say it but Lamar is still a run first type Lamar's of guy Lamar's quick like he can run but yeah. Lamar does not have a, like a great deep ball Lamar's to me a running back who converted to um, to a quarterback and I just feel like Hurts is an actual just running style quarterback who can throw it as yeah, well he's got an arm I mean that, that one throw on the run yesterday that spiral that he threw was just gorgeous. His first touchdown against the uh, Packers, too, was nice. That was very nice as well, too. Yes, that throw to Ward. Yeah, that was nice. Tiptoed in. And I did see that them two were really close friends, so I know that that, that connection probably meant something there a little more. Uh, little I feel like this city's good for Hurts. I feel like because he's – even though our fan base has trashed him, I feel like he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. and That's basically like the whole city. Like. Yeah. It's unfortunate for the kid because – Everyone loves Wentz because Wentz is an easy guy to like, whatever the case may be. But the bottom line is this kid didn't, you know, steal Carson's job or no one stole Carson's job. Carson is on the bench because he struggled. Yeah, it's Carson's I mean, you know, play that has him on the bench. It's not yeah. choosing Hurts over him. I mean, it is, is, you know, unfortunate as it is, it's like, you know, before Peter's Got hurt, Jason Peters, which he needs to just retire. I've had enough of seeing him get hurt every single quarter. Every quarter, the announcer, Jason Peters, is on the ground. Lane Johnson's walking off. It's just, it's, it, it makes me sick, but it's like all the injuries just piled up this year to where, to touch on what you said, there's no point to play Wentz at this point. Even if Hurts goes out and just shits a brick, I hate to say it, but just throw him out there then on Sundays because why risk Wentz getting hurt even? Why risk being able to either trade him in the offseason or bring him back with a full, healthy offensive line? I know this. Either way, whatever one you keep, you have to build around them in the draft. It you has to either be running back, receiver, or offensive yeah. lineman. You can't keep both of them forever. It's only going to be like... Yeah, it's only going to be worse. Because these, so are, these are two starting caliber quarterbacks. Right now, we would be ruining Wes's career keeping him on the bench. Right? Oh, for sure. Because I can think of a handful of teams that Wentz could start on right now. Yeah. Right now. I mean, and he would walk right in there. And Now, what are your thoughts? Do you think that Wentz is like a Danny Jones? Or do you think, from, from the Giants? Or do you think that he's more like a, a Kirk Cousins? I feel like he's more like Kirk. I like a Kirk? Yeah. I don't see him running as well as Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is quick. Daniel Jones is quick. That, that that I will agree. I mean, on that one play where he fell down against us, yeah. 
was he pretty was, funny, but he was out. He was gone. I mean, he was moving it. He does have some wheels on him, I will say that. Yeah, I haven't watched enough of Kirk this season, but I feel like Kirk's obviously playing better than Wentz is. Like. He is. He is. But when you look at their numbers in their career, they're very similar. So it's pretty good that you picked him because they are very similar. Yeah. I mean, I don't really see Kirk ever running that much. You see Wentz, like, scramble. Yeah. Once in a while, he'll dive forward, and you have to worry about his knee being, like, obliterated. Yeah. So. Yeah, Wentz already has, like, that Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, that's who I would compare him to. He's like Big a, Ben. I feel like he's turned into more of a statue. Like, 2017, he was he was running he around. He was running. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I, I'm not so sure if he lost I think he might be scared. I don't know. That's what I was just going to get at. Or is he just afraid to get hurt again? I mean, the bottom line is you it's a dream to get in the NFL, I'm sure, for a lot of people, right? right? The goal is to take care of your family, to make a lot of money. If if you weren't making a lot of money to play football, like you were doing it willingly, or you were only getting 50000 a year like you could you know, at a job regularly, yeah. people wouldn't say, I want to play football for a living and risk brain injuries. You get millions of dollars to go out there and play a game. And the bottom line is, when people make it, once you, they you, get paid, they're... it's like you're. And I just feel like Wentz is comfy. Wentz is just looking at it like I, I'm getting paid thirty-two million this year. Either way, I don't give a shit. That's what they're talking about on the radio this morning. They're saying the people that aren't making millions are the ones that play hard because they want that deal. Then as soon as they get that deal, like it's just a Jake rotation. Elliott, like Jake Elliott. I hate to say it. I hate Elliott. I mean, I mean, he came in that first the year. Momentum every he, week. he does. I'm, I don't like, know what happened a to the great kid. drive before the half, and he just drills it, 22-yarder. Like, I could have made that kick. Well, how about – it could be worse. How about Dan Bailey, Minnesota's oh, kicker yesterday? It's on right now on ESPN. He missed, like, four. Yeah, yeah. he missed three kicks and then an extra point. <laughs> and watch on the one they if they show They could have won the game it. if they made all of yeah, it. I mean, and if you watch on the one, it went, like, to where my Christmas tree is, which, <laughs> which is, like, it. you know, I mean, he, he didn't even come close. I, isn't Dan Bailey the same dude that shanked that kick against the Seahawks in, like, the championship game and they lost? I believe so. Yep. I believe so. But, I mean... He's been around for a while. I don't think you can blame it on the kicker. Like, he is missing, but, like, you still need to be able to score. Like, I feel like we should have scored on that drive, but... True. You need to be able to trust your kicker to make a 22-yarder. Yeah. I mean, there, there's times where you see... And Doug didn't do it yesterday, but there's times in the year where you would see we would go for two and retarded situations, and maybe that's because Doug knows something that we don't. Right. Maybe he knows that with Elliott, it's not uh, just an automatic with this kid. But again, it makes no sense because he makes the 50-yarder. Maybe like a 64-yarder or something. It was, I think it was 62 against the Giants the year we won the Super Bowl. Yeah, and that was what really brought him on because before him, it was Caleb Sturgis. He missed in the Super Bowl, too. He missed an extra point, I think. He did. He did miss the extra point. Yes, he did. But then he came back and hit the 40-something yarder to put us up by eight before Graham hit the strip sack, and we ended up winning anyway. I mean... I just don't trust him. I don't trust him. No, I'm getting to that point now where it's... Because if you remember the year he came in, we had Caleb Sturgis. He was supposed to be some great kicker. Yeah, well, he was coming off of a really good year, and then he started to struggle, and Elliott took his job and never looked back. But again, the whole what-have-you-done-for-me-lately... See, now, I'm, we're watching Eagles highlights here. And Alshon just, would never do that. He would never do that with Wentz. And if you notice, Alshon Jeffrey, what we just watched, he's in there with the play calls, sitting there going over it with Miles Sanders and Hurts. And they're in a group huddle, and they look happy. And when Wentz was in there at quarterback, Alshon was sitting off by himself. There was no one even near him. I, I just feel – now, do you blame Wentz for that too a little? 
Is he a guy who just... I do, because you're the quarterback of the team. Like, you I've should been bring there. it all. I know what you have to do. You have to be like, the leader. Yeah, it's not all Alshon. I mean, maybe Wentz did something to Alshon. You never know. But That's true. Alshon still is very childish about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I started to lose a little bit of respect for Alshon with the whole Jocena Anderson report. And then the reports came out that Alshon Fistball, an offensive lineman in the locker room, had to be separated from one of them which the rumors came out that it was Kelsey sticking up for Wentz. The bottom line is, it doesn't matter who it is, what you say, you don't bash your teammate. That's supposed to be your brother. You're supposed to go out there and, and you know, go through blood, sweat, and tears every Sunday with them. Yeah, how about Kelsey? He's been great. I mean, Kelsey has been great. He's just, he's what the team needs, even though, like, I don't know how many more years he has left to be able to play, but he's yeah. always been down. Like, we drafted him, right? Yes. He's exactly what you want out of a player that you draft. Like, yeah, he really he was the guy that Andy Reid took. He gives all the good answers and that Super Bowl speech and everything. Like, and speaking of his brother, I think his brother is the best tight end in the game right now. He's a beast. Yeah, I saw he just hit the Madden ninety nine club as well. I mean, I, I like Kittle. I think Kittle's good as well. But oof, and Gronk Gronk's kind of gotten old. Right. He's not the same as what he was. And I was watching the Bucks game yesterday, like. Brady's missing some wide open throws. He is. He he's just starting to hit him a little bit. I do feel. Like, I'm not intimidated by the Bucks at all. Like no, I'm not either. I'm really not either. I mean, they do have they do still have Antonio Brown and they and they do have some guys that are under the radar that don't get much PT. Uh, Shady McCoy. They got some snaps yesterday. Did he get some snaps yeah. yesterday? But they, I mean, they are stacked. But I'll tell you, they're not. What I thought they were going to be. They're sitting Leonard Fournette just because. Yeah, like, that, that, that. You know how many teams insane. would take Leonard Fournette? Yeah, he would be the main guy on probably 20, if not more, teams. Or the at team least he a, came from, Jacksonville, that's another team that I could see Wentz going to. Like, I could see that as well. They need a quarterback. Yes, I mean, they, they do. They have Glennon. He's, he's a good passer. They have uh, Minshew. He's not, like, the best. They have that other kid. That, I mean, my thing is with Wentz. You, you, you take a guy that, that, you know, high in the draft, and then it puts high expectations automatically. And he hasn't performed. And he hasn't lived up to them. But I will say this, look at look at in Cleveland. Look at a guy like Baker Mayfield. Up until this year, he's been a bust. And now out of nowhere this year, he's come out of nowhere. I mean, they're winning even without Odell. It kind of makes you think if Odell is the cancer here. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of drama about that with Odell being, like, a bad teammate. But there has been reports of him being, like, Better. Good person, like he's not like a diva, but I mean, I, I'll be the first to say I would take a guy like Odell Beckham. Yeah, definitely. I don't care what you do in your personal life. I don't care if you got girl shitting on your chest. <laughs> if you want to get shit on your chest, go for it. You a nasty motherfucker, but that's your personal receiver, life. Man. He is a great receiver. I don't care. He can come out on the field with shit underneath of his jersey <laughs> on his chest and make people not want to tackle him. It's better than Alshon. That would be clever. Like, hey, don't come near me. I got shit on my chest. <laughs> From your wife, that'd be a good way to, to mess with people here. I mean, I, I personally think you have to clean house, like I said, though, and I think you have to move on from some of these, what have you done for me lately names. And I, I do think you have to get rid of Ertz, as unfortunate as that is, because we, 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 we're we strapped for cap. That's another thing, that Howie has us screwed these next few years. Yeah, we're done. Like, we can't even get excited about the upcoming free agents. I don't get excited about the draft either, as it is. Like, you can have a top five pick, and I just... And it doesn't matter. What are you gonna do? Like, yeah, top five pick. We'll probably Eagles. draft another quarterback. Like, Could you imagine? Yeah, because you know they. Uh, what what what's the word he uses? 
that they want to. Um, They're a quarterback factory. They that's what it is, quarterback factory. Yeah. Why would you want that? Why would you want to bring someone in and then just get rid of them? Like, I mean, it makes no sense to me. I mean, here's a guy too that doesn't get talked about ever anymore. I, I like Nate Sudfeld. Yeah, I don't know why we completely I, overlooked him. I think he's decent. He came in the one playoff game when Wentz got hurt. He came in that one at the end of the year game against the Cowboys and ran for like eighty yards yeah. and threw for like hundred and ten or whatever it was. He was he was pretty decent. And I didn't even take notice, and that's surprising here, but I did see recently that our um Josh McCown left. I didn't even know that. Yeah, he went to Houston. He went to Houston, yeah. He, he signed with them, which works for him. I mean, we don't he's really out need there. him. Nah, I mean, he's a guy that's... He was just like a... He was playing for us. Like, he was extremely injured when he was playing. Like, he had, like, his, like, muscle tore off his bone. And, and he, he was, still went out there. Yeah, like... Yeah, he was a warrior. Him. Yeah, he was a warrior. He went out there and laid it out all out on the line. Yeah. And he's a guy that the Eagles offered their offensive coordinator job to, and he, he declined it. He said he still wants to play. So you brought up Baker and how he's been doing. So I guess we can – they play tonight. I guess we can talk about that. They play the Ravens. That's a huge game. That's a big game. Playoff implications. That's a big game. I honestly – I don't have a pick for this game. Like, well, What are the numbers here? Do we know what the numbers are? I don't know. Let's them, see. But I'm going to check. The Browns' out. offense is powerful. The Ravens have a good defense. Like, Lamar is good, but, like, I don't trust him to throw as much. Like – he hasn't been the same this year. No, they know what he's going to be doing. I had him in the beginning of the year. I traded him on fantasy. I had Herbert for most of my years, um, most of my games this year. He's been good. He's, he's good. He's really good. So we got the line here at the over-unders 46 total, and the Baltimore Ravens are minus 2.5, so they are the favorite. So they, this game, they have that. it as a field goal. Yeah. They need this win. They lost a bunch in a row. I mean, they beat Dallas, but. And oh, they're still in that, like, COVID protocol, some of their guys. They're, that tight end, Mark Andrews, I believe, He's was in back. it. He's coming back. He's coming back now. Yeah, back tonight. I mean, I did see Ingram was back. But he hasn't really been the same as well, Ingram. He's old. I don't like Ingram. He's, but... he's taking a lot of mileage on his body. Yeah. All the way from college. I mean, he, he, was, a, he was a bruiser. I'm going to go with Baltimore tonight, probably. I mean, I just don't see. Baker goes through this cycle where he'll play good, and then he'll call out his haters. Like, I saw this on a meme page. He, like, plays good, and he calls out people for doubting him, and then he'll play awful. And then he'll play awful, yeah. And then he'll deal with the drama, and then he'll play amazing again. And Yeah, he's inconsistent. I feel like that Ravens defense is just going to be a problem, like, they don't have Odell. They have Jarvis, though. They have Nick Chubb. They have Kareem Hunt, but I don't know. I feel like the Ravens will find a way to win. I just don't see Cleveland beating Baltimore, but I'm gonna I'm gonna actually go the opposite, and I'm gonna surprise and go with the Cleveland Browns for some odd reason. I, I as much as I agree with everything you just said, I just look at that kick right there from him. Yeah. I mean, that's nowhere near. But back on what I was saying, I just kind of feel like for Cleveland tonight. This is their Super Bowl. Yeah. This is their chance to finally I mean, say, like, we're here for real. I mean, I did see also this is their chance to, I think tonight they can win their 10th game, which will be the first time in, like, a century. Right. They can clinch a playoff spot potentially, which would be their first time in, like, a freaking century. So just them getting to the playoffs and, and being on a Monday night game and all, this is, this is their Super Bowl. 
This yeah. is everything. For, does it doesn't mean they're going to show up? You make very valid points. Baltimore is good. Baltimore's, but I just think this is going to be a close game. I I'm not so sure that that goes over forty points. I'm going to be honest. I would take yeah. the under on that. I think because the thing is, the Ravens have a good defense, so they can hold them. But the Ravens' offense like isn't that explosive. It's, it's not what it, it's not what it's been. No, and then how about Des Bryant just quitting? Yeah, I don't I don't even know what the hell that was. And apparently he didn't even have COVID. I would be pretty pissed off too playing against my former team. Like you know, and then you he get pulled to, off the field. You know, yeah. he wanted to score against the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. He just wanted to go out there and you know well, show it. I don't feel like completely comfortable picking the Ravens. I just don't see Cleveland's defense like stepping up as much as the Ravens' defense. I, I feel like it'll be a defensive battle. Like I, I, I'll see it a bunch of turnovers tonight. I feel like yeah, but. I could see it. I mean, I wouldn't. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it will be close. Oh, it's it definitely going to be a close game because you, you figure you, it always is a, a rival with these, just like with Pittsburgh and Baltimore. And But Cleveland hates Baltimore. Baltimore hates Cleveland. They're in the division. And I just feel like, again, this is more of a bigger game for Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, it's big for Baltimore as well. Any game's big. But I just think this is everything for Cleveland because they really want to prove they're there. And I, I just think that Jarvis Landry, he's a stud. Yeah. He's a beast. He was a beast with Miami. And they do have Chubb. Chubb's good. They got Chubb. They even have uh, Kareem Hunt, yeah. who's been catching them out of the backfield. They have their tight end, Hooper. Um, they have a bunch yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah, Hooper. I they mean, they're, Odell. On paper, they were a really good team. If, I they mean, are good. They've, yeah, I mean, if you were to bring back Odell into this, which he's obviously out for the year, but if you bring him back, they're a Super Bowl contending team. Without him, they're a really good team. Don't we play Cleveland, like, this season? I feel like we play them. No. No, this year, this year, let's see, we I'll run it Cardinals down. We have the Cardinals next week. Yes. And I then it we gets play, a little we less. we played Dallas last week. I don't know who we play two weeks from now. Well, we have, we got the Cardinals this week, then the Cowboys, then we play okay. Washington. Okay, yeah, Washington. Yeah, Cowboys. Yeah. And this week's 4 o'clock, next week's 4 o'clock, and then the final finale is the 1 o'clock. I mean, it could very well come down to that Eagles-Washington game for the division. It could. And I don't know if I want to see them win it, honestly. Yeah, I agree. But but like you said, and, and like we both said, you're torn on that. Because what does it matter if we get a better pick if it's how we taking it? Exactly. I have no confidence in us picking. None. None. I, I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't. I feel like, in all honesty, I wouldn't be surprised if we, in the seventh round or so, drafted a kicker this year. We need one. We really do. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we went out of left field. and But there's a lot of holes on this team. There is. Like, need, I don't know where you go. Like No, because you could go with a good edge rusher. You could go O-line. Now, here, now here's the thing. If, if you are going to say this is Jalen Hurts' team, and you are going to move on from Wentz, and you are going to move on from Hurts, do you really fully blow it up? Do you move on from Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham? Do you move on from Darius so. Slay? Do I don't you? think so. I don't think so either. I don't think you fully rebuild and then this kid is going to go 3-13 and 13 and it ain't going to be his fault. I think you build pieces around and see what he can do. I don't do. know if we need that much. I said we get a decent kicker, you get some healthy linemen, and you get a beast wide receiver. And then I feel like you're good enough. Like Maybe not Super Bowl contenders, but maybe we'll win we, a division for a couple of years until we can... Get our cat should, back. Should. I, I still agree with you, though. And If and when Dak comes back healthy, look out. 
Yeah, we can't do much with all just dead caps. So like, no, yeah. Howie has strapped us with these with these contracts. For the next extensions. couple of years, we just have to take what they give us. I mean, yeah, and do what you can. I mean, here's the thing. If, if I don't know if you can remember it, but back in 2017, I would have never remotely even thought we would have won the Super Bowl that year. We no, came we out barely, of nowhere. Yeah, barely beat the Falcons that one game. I mean, I mean, if you look, we barely beat the Giants if it wasn't for Jake Elliott's 62-yard field goal right. that game. I mean, you know. It, there was a lot of close games, and then we just picked it up. Then we started blowing yeah, teams out. Vikings game was really fun to watch. That was unreal. That was crazy. That was when I think you just started to get a feeling like we're going to win the Super Bowl. Torrey Smith was popping off. Torrey Alshon Smith. was going yeah. off. Defense was playing good. I was scared in the beginning of that game because we, we we like threw an interception or something to start it off. We were down yeah. to start. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, Case Keenum dropped, broke Keenum them right down. was like going off in the yeah. beginning. And then... We had that pick six, and it went crazy. There was that Tory Smith, like, flicker. Yeah, I remember that. that Tory Smith awesome. still rides with us on Twitter and everything. He does. He's a big Carson Wentz guy, too. Huge Carson Wentz guy, because they're both very much into that whole religious church thing. and that. Yeah. Tory Smith was a guy that, it's like, you don't appreciate what you got till it's gone. Because when we had him, he was decent, but, man, we would scald the hell out of him. People hated him. And he did have the case of the drops. But he was really decent. He was a really good locker room guy. And when you look back on it, he's a guy you could have relied on. Every Sunday, he suited up at least. Yeah. And you, you were talking about if you build around Hurts, what do you do with the D-line? I think the D-line is the best part of the team right now. Like, I have a lot of confidence in them. They have a lot of sacks, even though. I like Hargrave. Yeah, you brought in Hargrave. You have BG. You have Fletcher Cox. You have Barnett. I think it's solid. I mean, I don't really know if you have to do anything for that. I feel like you definitely need some better DBs. Like we have Slay, but he's still and getting, now he's out. He's still getting cooked. Like he was getting cooked by like all the good receivers. Yeah, yeah. He he really struggled this year, and I mean he's been a stud in the past. Yeah. With with um with the with the Lions, I mean he was he was money, and now I believe he has a concussion. All all it says was that he had a head injury. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's the concussion protocol. Yeah, I mean, look at that. The Browns are nine and three. I mean, when when the hell do know. you see? I don't think I've ever seen that in my lifetime. They're very slept on. Like I didn't even know that. I thought they were like six and something. Yeah, I mean, they're they're, they're a good team. I, like I said, I think they win the night, and I think this could be their coming out game because this this is big time right here. I mean, this is it's big for the Ravens too. See, now look at that numbers right there. Lamar Jackson in the last two years. In 2019, he was seven and one against winning teams. This year, he's one and four. And look at the TD to interception ratio. 14 to 1 in 2019 when he went seven and one. This year, four to three. But again, all that means nothing. It's any given Sunday. Yeah. He could come out tonight and look like the Lamar Jackson that we know of. For the sake of the show, I'll just pick the Ravens so we're not on the same side. But I can see the Browns winning. Like definitely. Yeah, I, like I said, I I think for you uh, for you gamblers out there, I think me personally, I would be all over Cleveland with that two and a half, because you're even getting points at that point. I mean, you can't really go wrong there. Right. I could easily see it being like maybe a fourteen to thirteen type of game. Yeah, definitely. Twenty eight, twenty seven. I feel like it'll be close. I think it's gonna be lower than that though, with the over under being around forty. I don't know if we'll break that. I don't see it breaking that, I'll be honest. But you really never know. But Baltimore does have a really good defense, though. But they they can be 
beaten though. And there's your boy Dan. But they can be beaten <laughs> on. Because I, I feel like you can you can throw on them very easily, Baltimore. Yeah. They're not they're not unbeatable where last year they seemed like <laughs> you needed to bring your A game. And they they them. choked against the Titans, I think they played. I don't remember who they played, but I know that they lost early and most people picking them to go to the Super Bowl. So I feel like Lamar chokes in big games. Like when they played the uh the Steelers earlier in the year, yeah. they kinda choked. So So that that's a question for our viewers out there. Who do you guys like tonight? You like Cleveland Browns or you like the Baltimore Ravens? Yeah, we'll have a poll on the story you can vote on. Yeah, we'll get a poll going and we'll see, you know. But and just to touch up from it, you know, this is the obviously the Ancona and Scully show. I'm I am Scully. This is Ancona. And yeah, like Ancona was touching up on, we're a sports show. We're more of a Philadelphia-based sports, but we cover everything for the most part. And, you know, we'll do some fantasy here and there. We'll give you some betting advice here and there. And, you know, we'll keep you on the edge of your seat. We'll add a little bit of comedy to it, right. per, per se. And football fantasy is ending soon, but basketball starting up next week. Hoops. We're going we're gonna to also, once we, uh, you know, see what you guys like and have some recommendations, we're going to start going live maybe occasionally. Any type of huge pay-per-view fights, UFC boxing, whatever the case may be, we're going to go live. Yeah. And, you know, our channel's only going to get better as we go. I mean, this is just episode one, and it'll just increase as we go along. So to end the episode, I would say let's just look and predict Cardinals against the Eagles. Like, do you really think the Eagles are going to be able to stop Murray, Chase Edmonds, Kenyon Drake, D-Hop, Christian Kirk? Like, I feel like they're going to blow us out if we can't keep up with them. Mm. They don't have the best defense. Yeah. They have D-Hop. Like, they have D-Hop. Yeah. And we don't have Slay. So. Right off the bat, yeah. And, and again, this is touches on you saying we don't have Slay touches on what I'm going to say here, which is this is going to be an offensive shootout. Yeah. Because I don't think that their defense can stop us if Hurts is playing like he's capable of playing. They'll have Fitzgerald back, too. They'll have Larry. Yeah, Larry's a legend. Christ. He's still good. I don't know how he does it. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's immortal, that guy. But I, I think it's a high score. I, I, I don't want to say we can't beat them because we just beat the Saints. But to touch on what we've touched on, do we want to beat them? What do you guys think? Do you, that's another poll we'll have for you guys. Do you think the Eagles should absolutely win out try to win out you want them to win out and get into the playoffs even if it's just to get spanked in the playoffs or would you rather have them not so much tank but just put your trust in how we and see what he does and see what kind of draft pick we got i don't know where we sit now but i know before yesterday's game we currently held the sixth overall pick now i'm assuming it's probably ninth or tenth with that extra win but if you get into the playoffs it's, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20th pick now you're going from. You're I, don't, I don't. I like a top 10 pick. I mean, after everything we went through, I think that's what we need. I agree. I so agree. I don't know if it's worth to go through all that stuff throughout the season, all the losing, just to make it at the end for no reason. Like, we're not winning the Super Bowl this year. Like, we're just not. No, 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 there's no way. I mean, just right off the bat, when you say that, I think of Brandon Brooks. And I think of Lane Johnson right missing from our offensive line. Because if you had them in there, Hurts would even have more time to throw. Yeah. But, but 
All right, guys, so we're going to leave it here. And what we're going to do is we're going to pretty much always be Monday morning quarterbacking on Mondays. Yeah, I was going to say we could talk about our schedule real quick. Yeah, I'm thinking um, definitely Mondays after big games, Sundays. That's this is for – it'll change during the basketball season when there's more games and stuff. Yeah, like the TNT games on yeah. Thursday nights. And but for the rest of the football season, I would say we'll definitely do Mondays, like reacting. So yeah. we could do Thursdays and Saturdays. I think that'll work. That could work for me. And this video is out a little later because we had to set up and we were dealing with stuff this morning. But we'll be up usually early in the day, like hours before the Monday or Thursday night game. Yeah, this one we're pushing a little close. Just and stuff might happen, you know, with COVID. There might be like a Tuesday night game. Something might get postponed. But yeah, we'll just cover that as it happens. And like we said, any... Um any ideas, anything that you guys would like us to do, if you guys want us to hold more of a get to know each other, let us know. We could do a, a Q&A even, and yeah. we can hold we more. We will always a, have, like, we are sports show, but we'll have, like, funny videos too. So. Yeah, we're going to have, we're going to come with, with bloopers for you guys. We're going to come with, you know, edits. It's, it's going to be creative. There's some things that, you know, we have up our sleeve, but we're not going to give all the goodies away yet. So where you can find us is obviously on Instagram. It's probably where you're seeing most of these clips. But YouTube is where you can find the whole episode, like yeah. hours worth. The live full TikTok, we'll be posting clips on there. They're easy to watch. You can just scroll through Twitter. I don't know if we'll really be posting clips on there, but we'll be posting like links to our stuff. Yeah. Um, as far as the podcast goes, still figuring out like how to post to Spotify. Spotify is the big one. Yeah. Definitely SoundCloud. Definitely Apple Podcasts. So you can find us on there. Yeah, all and, the links will be right in our description on yeah. our Instagram. And, yeah, I mean, all you are welcome to join us, even Odell, unless he has shit on his yeah. chest. That's the only way. But until next time. Yeah, thanks for watching. Thanks.